1: welcome back to that's a gay ass podcast the podcast where we ask whose fault is it that you're gay and if you're straight why are you so obsessed with us like come on get off my jock i'm sitting here minding my own uh i am back in new york after a gorgeous trip to florida i did make a video that made fun of florida people and uh, to no one's surprise some people clapped back and they said then get the fuck out and you know what i did babes Bapes, i said babes um but i am such a fan of florida if you're listening from that state i it was gorgeous it was a little wizard of ozzy with a potential tornado moment but we took it in stride and i'm back in new york dog sitting the most gorgeous dog not the most because i don't want to piss off any other dog owners but my dear friend lindy uh, oh, her dog barney is staying with us If he, he's actually walking right now if you hear little steps in the background. Uh, But lots of exciting things happening in gay ass pod world. I just recorded for one of my favorite podcasts that I won't say yet what it is. But uh, being a a guest on it was truly a dream come true. So I'm excited for that to come out. I will let you know what it is. Uh, But for this week, of course, we have the incredible iconique Atsko Katska. if you don't follow her on social media it's i mean a must the dance videos it's i can't i you, we talk about it in the episode her grandma uh, is featured it's brilliant it's truly like a, a must do right now situation that being said though Atsuko Katsuka is a stand-up comedian, an actor, a writer. She was actually named as one of Time Out L.A. and Vulture's comics to watch. She's written for television. She also has a comedy album called But I Control Me that is out now. I will definitely link that in the show notes. You gotta follow her on social media. Her handle is Atsuko Comedy. It's A-T-S-U-K-O. Comedy, A T S U K O comedy on Instagram, on Twitter, and she is. Truly an incredible dancer, comedian, writer, actor. It's all of it. it's It ticks up all the boxes. Uh, please follow me on social media at Eric Wills. And we had so many amazing uh, listeners last week send really nice messages about Matt Rogers' episode. So if you haven't yet listened to that, it, it's a really incredible episode. And many more episodes, uh, of course, have been recorded and have some really great guests coming up. So. Enjoy this episode, and uh, here she is, Atsuko Katsuka. Before we hit record on this here podcast, we were talking about the mercury of it all. It's been such a day, I mean... Not only scheduling and tech, they're like drilling outside of my home and it feels like I'm on the set of Jurassic Park. Like I literally <laughs> will see glasses shaking on a table and I really am blaming it on Mercury and retrograde. So you consider yourself a believer?
2: I am. I am such a believer. As of recent, you know, and that, that that's all it takes. One time for me, you know. Well, I like that you had construction going. Oh, so it's not an ongoing thing. It, they just started today.
1: Yeah. I mean, it like, you know, they popped up somewhat recently, but then I didn't hear from a, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And one of my jobs is like being on zoom calls with a lot of people. And I literally at seven in the morning, they started. It wasn't a jackhammer. That sounds too low stakes. This was <laughs> er, earth. I mean, they were probing the core of the earth underneath Astoria Queens. I don't know why. I haven't figured it out, but wow. it's, it's scary.
2: Yeah, but the timing of it with like rescheduling and tech glitches, yes. probably. And yes. overall emotions, you know? And I was just saying, like, because I just found out you're a Virgo, I'm a Gemini. I had read that it affects Virgos on Geminis the most.
1: Which I've never heard before. And honestly, it kind of validates me a little bit because. Oh, well, I, why love,
2: do you- I love playing the victim. <laughs> <laughs> I love being like, oh, yes, of course.
1: Of course it's harder for me. Mm-hmm. I was born into this harder life. I mean, yeah, I wonder I wonder why Geminis and Virgos experience it more, but hey, I believe it.
2: I'll tell you something. I got a hand poke tattoo during the pandemic, and um I didn't know what I wanted. I showed up not knowing what I wanted, and she was like, Okay, well, we're about to like put ink to your, you know, chest, so do you know what you want? And she was like, Are you a Gemini perchance? And I was like, I am. She goes, Virgos and Geminis, like, never know what they want when they show up to get a tattoo. <laughs> so I don't know if that says anything more about the retrograde stuff, but apparently we we can be undecisive.
1: Great. So we deal with stress horribly and we're difficult to deal with. Sure, sure, sure. But we're
2: fun.
1: I, wait, what? when's your birthday?
2: May 27th.
1: Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I'm just kind of going through my roll of jacks with my friends and family of who... Because I don't know who the Geminis are. Like, I have a... I have a twin brother that is, of course, a Virgo as well, and he. <laughs> yeah. But we're very different, and we're on the cusp of Virgo and Libra, and so I do think one of us got more Virgo and the other got more Libra. But oh, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure I would ask him if Mercury in retrograde affects him, and he would probably just stare at me and then right ask, what, is, what is that
2: then he'd be a libra i don't know that i'm just guessing <laughs> no because you did the same thing to me you were like i don't know what astrology i just kind of barely what um i'm this is also i'm basing this off of knowing like 10 things about astrology so
1: i think i think most people do though i think like it's more common for it to know five to ten things about astrology and mm-hmm. claim to have a good handle whereas people that really know a lot maybe are deemed a little weird is that controversial?
2: Oh, we're you're, you're done. You're done. You're canceled. Fuck.
1: I knew Ian, something was going to get me. Who knew it was astrology of all things?
2: Well, which one do you think? Do you think people... Do you know five to ten things about... Okay, do you know more about crypto or astrology? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to know.
1: Astrology. Crypto, I know that straight men do it and they have a different... I know the emojis they put in their Instagram bios.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's about it for me too. My husband does it and or like the crypto thing and every time he Wait, talks about it with his friends sorry yes
1: no continue
2: oh you look shocked like why are you still with him <laughs> No.
1: <laughs> the when, so when you say he does crypto i'm you're saying that he you know what i'm actually dumber than i I it, it's rare to think realize that i'm dumber than i am but yes <laughs> because when i think of crypto i think of the people on instagram that are messaging you hey you should invest in crypto follow me babe but uh-huh. you're just saying that he just himself invests or is he leading right. other people in investing
2: no 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 because that's like that's pyramid scheme level he's he's one of the people that fell into it he's just like invest He just like, like he's just trying it it's not like he's an expert either You know, just like I'm trying astrology, you know,
1: you know what we all we all deserve to have a little experimentation here and there. Is he doing is he succeeding with the crypto?
2: No. mm -mm. Again, he, he only knows like 10 things about it, you know, so he's just like, oh, my friend made some money off of it. Maybe it'll be nice, you know, in this economy. Of course, you want a little hope, you know, so hope sometimes gets you into crypto or astrology
1: hope gets you into crypto or astrology is mm-hmm. rules to live by i well i aspire to one day be a person who knows about investing things into things i mean i mm-hmm. heard about dogecoin
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i heard about. <laughs> you said that like you you were like so sure of it and then you heard me trail off <laughs> dogecoin and <laughs> The
1: O elongated, it started really confident. It's okay, he, I was
2: calling it dog for a long time. Like dogey.
1: <laughs> Dogie. Yeah, Who let the doggies out? I mean, <laughs> you know what I have to tell you is that right before you called in, I put a little mood music on to, mm-hmm. get, to really prepare because your energy in life on the internet, it's just such a jam it's so positive so, so i put a little earth wind and fire on Ooh, and okay. yeah i i really feel like while mercury is in retrograde <laughs> we are on the same level and and i'm appreciating your positive energy you're bringing to that's the podcast and let me just officially welcome you and officially thank you for coming on
2: thank you so much that was a really beautiful segue
1: Thank you, Let's it's,
2: go. Yeah, you had like thought about it. I mean you've done this a million times. That was thank you for having me on, Eric.
1: Oh my gosh, of course. I, I, I'm so interested in so many parts of your journey, but also about just like how your day is going. Did anything did anything happen today that felt really good to you?
2: Oh my goodness. It was just like boring meetings. Not boring, but you know, meetings are boring to talk about. But that's all I did today because it's the weekday, you know? Like I truly, I truly let myself go on the weekends, really.
1: Wait, how do you let yourself go?
2: Um, just like double the amount I'm drinking and stuff, you know, and not thinking about work. Just
1: sure. Fun. So wait, you go to a bar. What do you order first?
2: Mezcal on the rocks.
1: Oh, how about you? You know, I'll be very honest with you. I order if I'm at a wedding or at a bar, I get a whiskey ginger ale.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the thing is, I'm going to be very honest with you, is that I rarely drink these days. I do prefer an edible or uh, a marijuana moment. And that really has been like a big love of mine in this pandemic.
0: However,
1: this past weekend, I went and saw friends I haven't seen in a while and uh, we got a drink at a bar. And I got myself a whiskey ginger. It was strong as hell. I had one. (laughs) I also did eat a two milligram edible just because I didn't think I didn't think I was drinking. Sure. And uh, and the two two, it's nothing, but the the the, the edible hit the second I was like a quarter into that drink, and I felt like I was at a rave. I mean, I was I felt wasted. And then I did wake up the next day, and I had that was the only drink I had. I had one drink. I felt very hungover that's i'm sure i'm
2: sure like the amount of blood like all your blood left your head immediately i'm (laughs) sure you know and was like what what is this thing we haven't seen in a while
1: it really was because i respect the people that are able to have the few drinks and, and then you know move on with their lives but i woke up being like i made a mistake
2: yeah no i get it so you're a social drinker in that, like, during the pandemic, when you weren't seeing people physically as much, you didn't really have to drink, which means you're not an alcoholic. So that's good.
1: I definitely am not an alcoholic, but I did have to make sure I was, I was being sober enough in the pandemic. Like, if I were to partake in an edible situation, like, I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't more days of the week mm-hmm. I was partaking versus less. Yeah. So that's the thing I have to stay on top of. But so Stop far, control. so good.
2: Wow. You you're such a you've got control and it's intimidating.
1: Oh my god! I'm so I'm I'm sure you're (laughs) the most intimidating person you've ever met. Although to be very fair, like I did lose my train of thought the second I started speaking in that moment. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you
2: well, you did the intro. You were listening to Earth Wind and Fire. If that if I can help you at all,
1: please please write down everything. You're doing
2: edibles, yeah.
1: Of course, when am I not talking about fucking edibles broken <laughs> wreck. I think that's the tough part about hosting a podcast is that and I know the listeners feel this way that sometimes I'll bring up a story that I forget sometimes I forget these are recorded I'm just talking to a friend and then I'm like, "You know what? I repeat stories in my day-to-day also." So that's if you're okay. listening and you've heard a, repeat, a repeated story, I want to thank you for still being here. <laughs> um, but we were we were talking about your day in the meetings. I want to I want to tell you that I'm sure you feel the same way about the business is of course tough and you it it can feel like it might take a while to get to the levels you want but i feel like from my perspective you are so in your power and we are celebrating you because we can see you so clearly in such a unique way that you are proud and unabashed but also positive and i hope it feels like it is, there's is so much excitement happening because of you embracing that part of yourselves and in turn, us embracing that. So I, it feels like you're doing huge things. I, it looks like you are. And I want to congratulate you and ask you how that feels.
2: Eric, I didn't know this was a spiritual sesh. I don't know. I'm feeling spiritual yeah, no, today. But that, that's gorgeous. No, I, I think I am too. And yeah, that, that was really, that was really, really nice um, of you to say because... One of the things that I make sure I don't forget, you know, in doing day to day things, even like meetings, dumb meetings or whatever. Um, it's like, I have to be have, I have to have fun doing it. Like, I gotta be having a good time. And it doesn't, it shouldn't feel like so dreadful, you know, especially because then sometimes that might happen over and over again, right? That, Sometimes work becomes that. I know some comedians or former comedians actually who don't do stand up anymore because they were like, stand up was becoming dreadful. Mm. I was getting really negative about it. I hated writing jokes. I hated performing. It was, pe- it, it petrified me. And then I would just talk shit about other comedians because I felt insecure. You know, it was like this terrible cycle.
1: Yeah.
2: And, um, to the point they quit, but they're like, they found something else like writing for a Mm -hmm. TV show. So now they're mostly just a writer or something. And I think that's okay, you know? Like, because they're happy doing happy writing, Mm -hmm. they're like, I don't feel negative at all doing this. I think it was just the performing part that was tripping me up. And um, for me, that's so important. Like, everything I do, everything I even post on Instagram, like, it has to have been fun even shooting it. You know, um,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I think that's really I mean, that's it's great to hear that because I think it reminds me that if you are consistently feeling bad about one certain thing in your life, and it is very clear that a change needs to be made. I, I really try to subscribe to that, too, because like, even with a even if it's a day job versus a creative thing versus whatever, if a part of your day job is so miserable consistently day in and day out, there's only yeah. so much a person can take and of course there's a place of privilege of saying just change it but if you can change it even if it is hard work i think that that is the most it is, it is the best gift you can give yourself and that is why i'm a uh, broken record about therapy because i will literally <laughs> po- probably be in therapy for the rest of my life because i need to continue to address the things that are not working for me and then just change it because as a virgo cusp person i got a lot of shit that i need to just like keep in check because otherwise i'll drive myself crazy and the people around me
2: eric that was the first time you said those words virgo cusp and i could tell (laughs) and (laughs) but that was so gorgeous wow (laughs) our
1: spiritual connection i feel this
2: or maybe not i don't know only because i you were saying like you know only a few things about it but um (laughs) But that, that was relatable. What you just did was relatable. Virgo cusps out there, you just spoke to them directly. This is a podcast you know? for the
1: Virgo cusps of the world. How many are there, do you think? How many? <laughs> what, you, how many what percentage of these listeners I are think, Virgo cusps? Oh,
2: I don't know. I was going to say like 12, 12 people. <laughs> I don't know how many... I don't know how numbers work. I don't know how population works. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe you've accidentally like... Oh, maybe like all your listeners are virgo cusps whoa
1: what if or maybe i should you know? start a new podcast that is just virgo cuspies um and the title <laughs> of the podcast is atsuko what is the title of the podcast for virgo cusps
2: almost the libra oh
1: almost a libra on earwolf
2: uh-huh uh-huh yeah
1: yeah i do want to also let the the listener know that your nail color is incredible
2: thank um, you what, just... what,
1: how would you describe that color
2: it's a neon yellow matte. <laughs> um, so it doesn't like. Shine and maybe hurt your eyes. There is a Thank dullness you. Thank on you top. Thank you for
1: protecting you know? the the eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, I I want to say that with the brightness of these nails, with the brightness of your videos, am I doing another segue? I sure am because I want to I want to talk about how <laughs> the the videos with your grandma started. It they as a person who also makes Instagram videos, I always am so interested in people's like what was the was it a, an accidental moment that he just first put something up and people loved it, or was it a pretty deliberate plan of taking. <laughs> (laughs) over the world
2: yeah no like you just never know what people are gonna respond to so i don't know how people know like oh i am gonna take over the world i have no idea how people know uh you have to be really really Mm -hmm. smart i think and know history or something anyway i think that's how like hitler did it right (laughs) but i don't know how to do that girl boss (laughs) so you know it was just like us having fun and um i joke around with my grandma a lot anyway we joke we joke about so many things and laugh and we're, we're stupid together. We're really stupid. So one day I just like start, I just decided to dance. I I set my mom and grandma down and I was like, you're going to watch as I dance. Like, I think a lot of performers do that as kids, but I did it like, <laughs> you know, as an adult and I, I had my husband film it pretty much. I hate, I had everyone I love, you know, make, yeah, I made them watch me perform. And um it was funny because I was like out of breath and it, it wasn't going as well. My mom and grandma weren't showing enthusiasm at all as they were watching. But I was like, oh, maybe that's kind of funny. So I posted it and that's how it started. And, and then my mom and grandma were like, that's really funny. Yeah. Because we were like, oh, I don't think she's going to make it through this dance. And so we weren't like clapping, cheering you on or anything but that's funny and then as like and then i was like well grandma do you want to dance with me and she's like would love to are you kidding me like don't make me watch you like make me do something with you oh in the video god. i want to participate is,
1: thank you god, god for what, what do you call her as your grandma what is, what is the grandma name
2: i just call her grandma actually has just gra- like so that.
1: has grandma always been super game for these types of silly things or was it something you, new you found out
2: Kind of, it was something kind of new that I found out, because I didn't even know if I was into these videos, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so when I started, and then she was stoked about it too, I was like, oh, cool, this is a new thing we can do for fun together. And then, like... Other folks enjoyed that, too. Uh,
1: um, I I mean, grandparents are such a... They've been coming up a lot in this podcast for some reason. I don't know if it's because <laughs> of like the... I
2: think because we had a year with not seeing them.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right because, you know, it's—it's it's, we're very lucky to be adults that still have grandparents. You know, I have one grandfather living. I call him Poppy. And I was just actually uh, talking with Joel Kim Booster and his grandparents have passed away. But we were talking about kind of... Mm-hmm. Our different relationships with them and my husband's grandparents and talking about how when we came out to them and what that was like. And you yeah. know, my grandpa, he's 92 and, and he is really, really supportive. But, um, I will say that it's always inspiring to watch you with your grandma because she is so game. And, uh, and my grandpa, Poppy is like, so, he's so sweet but I yeah. have had the idea of maybe having him on this podcast of like how how crazy would it be to have a 92 <laughs> year old man in Missouri Beyond that's a gay ass podcast and so yeah. I, I broached the subject with him kind of casually when I saw him last in St. Louis and he was like what is what is it what's a podcast and I was like so right. oh, when a man loves a woman I was like starting to go for the birds and the bees of podcasting <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> let me if you're wondering what his response was i'm gonna say (laughs) there really wasn't one and i think that's because he i think it was i think it was a no for now do
2: you know eric eric it's too overwhelming like even trying to describe what a podcast is then if assuming he's already done this so like If you hadn't already, right? You'd have to teach him Zoom. You'd have to teach him how to record on his end, right? Which is already like, sounds like it'll take a long time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, people ask me... I have relatives in Taiwan who sell rice for snake meat. Or like, who trade rice for snake meat, okay? Mm. I have freaking relatives who live in, like, by a mountainside. There's no address where they live, okay? I've gone to see them, okay? (gasps) Now... They they have a landline phone, but other than that, that's like their only connection to uh, something outside of this village. When they have a message they want to send out, they send an uncle on a motorbike, on a scooter.
1: Wait, Atsuko, do you think I could have them on the podcast? I'm kidding. That,
2: um. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. People ask me, do, do those relatives know you do stand up? And I'm like, they have a landline. That's it. Okay. do they know I do stand up comedy in what world they literally are in the rice fields, like in the sun every day. In what world would me telling them I do stand up comedy and what that is not just wreck their world. Okay,
1: I can't imagine. I really can't imagine. I mean, I also am loving this visual of you having family members that are just like living their truth by this beautiful nature, disconnected (laughs) in many ways from the horrors of technology. What do you? So when you visit, when you visited them, like, what is that like? I mean, is it kind of a, a, a spiritual, like, a beautiful moment? I
2: only went once, and I was related to everyone in the village. I didn't know this. My grandma didn't tell me. My grandma, yeah, we showed up in a cab, but it's, you know, the whole time she's just like, oh, I'll turn right at this one tree and then turn left at this thing. You'll see like a mailbox at that corner, go another like two miles. It was that kind of direction. Okay. Wow. This is my grandma's like, you know, my grandma lived there in that village. Um. Yeah, so of course, at the moment, I was having like a very like "E pray love" moment. Or, yes. Yeah, yeah. What's your
1: was your but, grandma? Um, was she born in that village, or was she born in the the U.S.?
2: She was born elsewhere in a bigger city in mm-hmm. Taiwan, but it's you know her husband, my grandpa, uh, was from there, so she went and lived there. Wow, but it's just it's just funny because it's like, why would I tell them about stand up comedy and like <laughs> stop their make them stop their tracks in this beautiful life they're living. You know what I mean? To tell wow. them, "Oh, you know, I tell jokes as a job." Like that would literally like I think they would kill themselves. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not to be dark, but kind of. If
1: I mean, listen, they probably I mean, I don't who knows what they would do, but we we can know that it would be a shock. How far the shock would go? Would it be life ending? We're not sure, but it would be a gigantic shock.
2: (laughs) It would be life ending. I think it would wreck my world. If I'd only, if I'd like, just if I just worked the rice fields every day, Uh you know what I'm saying? And someone was like, you know, there's a whole career path some people take where it's just they they literally tell jokes standing (laughs) (laughs) to people, and that's it. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, absolutely. But what I'm trying to do in my mind right now is trying to think what would be the version of that for us? What would it be if someone were to tell us that something exists that was so different from our day-to-day? And I can't even, of course, because it's supposed to be something incomprehensible, I can't even think about what the example would be.
2: Yeah. I mean, would it just be like working on a rice field (laughs) day-to-day and then trading it in for snake meat? I Maybe. think you're
1: right. I think you're right
2: that, that sounds like a wild world to me. You know,
1: it does. But I think I, I romanticize it. Like my immediate thought is like, wow, that must be so incredible. Or I'm sure it's like a very, of course <laughs> it's everything is relative and it's a, 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 a very difficult life. But I think, you know, part of me has a jealousy of that in a way, because we, I think I care about a lot of things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I don't need to care about. And that don't actually (laughs) matter. And I think some people that live those lives have more perspective about what is important.
2: Do any of your like ancestors or like relatives come from like farming or like, or you know?
1: It's a really good question. I actually have thought a little bit about over the years, my older brother did this kind of like family tree moment of trying to get back as far as we could in our family history. And really what we found out is that I am pretty Polish on both sides. Uh, mm-hmm. Jewish like came over to the U.S. I might have a little Hungarian, but I think it's just like a lot of A lot, a of, lot Polish, of meat. A, a lot, lot of, of meats. meats. A lot of meats, mm-hmm. Polish shoes. Mm-hmm that also work in the pharmacy business that is like oh. what i know but i there there could have been farming in my history maybe that's why i'm so connected to your story am i a polish farmer
2: you could be or sausage maker either way those are kind of similar headspaces.
1: Ko- kosher sausage yeah yeah yeah
2: you know just like whatever you do for the machine i just I, the things i just did with my hands i'm pretty sure is not how you make sausage which is i think i just i just did a tiktok move which is <laughs> rowing it looks like you're rowing a boat i don't think that's how you make sausage but what do i know i come from rice what and you, yeah
1: come on what do you know about <laughs> sausage making
2: Yeah, how dare you talk about my
1: family's (laughs) sausage making in the Polish? We don't even know
2: if they do. That was me just choosing one thing, the one thing I know about Polish people. And that's my bad.
1: And I want to tell you that I am deeply offended. And I do want to tell (laughs) the audience before we started recording, I wanted to ask Otsko just a question about. (laughs) <laughs> i said i wanted to ask a question just to kind of make sure like stay on the same page and then she was like oh about wait what'd you say
2: i said i yes i am half japanese <laughs>
1: like that is not what i was gonna can you imagine i want to make something clear here can you just tell me are you half japanese or not um, <laughs> no i i do really i really do love the story about your your family in this village i mean it's 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 incredible to see how our ancestry affects us but also how crazy different our lives are now do you believe in past lives
2: not so much not so much past lives just like generational experiences and trauma yeah sure, i yes. think those cycle is that the same thing past i lives. mean i don't know i think yes and no what about what about ghosts and spirits yeah i'm scared of ghosts yeah so okay. i believe in them but then it sucks because my only feeling is scared <laughs> that's all i feel yeah how about you
1: Do I believe in the ghost hunting TV shows? No. I think that's fully theater where they're like, do you see? (laughs) It's cold. It's really cold. I'm like, how do I know it's cold? You're a good actor. You you went to, Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: got a BFA from Emerson. I mean, truly. Um,
2: (laughs) It's just like scream queening, honestly. You just have to, you know, be frantic and scream. And you know what I'm saying? At the right moments. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you think Mm -hmm. if you got cast in a horror film, you'd be a good screamer?
2: No, no, no. I don't think so. Cause if I know something, cause I always like to spoil something for myself. So TV shows, I don't mind spoilers, especially if it's scary. I love to read about it first. And that's what I would have done if I was a good actress and I was prepared because I'm a professional. Um, I would know how I died, right? And I think that would get in the way of my, my screams.
1: <laughs> you would not be selling the scream because you're like, I know how this ends already.
2: Yeah. 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 How about you? Are you, are you a good actor? Oh. in that you can forget the ending. I mean, I think present. I can
1: forget the ending, but I'm a bad screamer. I'm a bad screamer. I wouldn't be... I mean, I, I would be like a very big um, parody or a caricature of a gay person screaming. Oh,
2: I- I'm not going to make you do it, but that <laughs> sounded like a setup for you doing one, doing the scream. It involves
1: hands <laughs> waving and my tongue not going...
2: Ah! <laughs> I think that's also a TikTok challenge that's going around right now.
1: What is anyway, it? Anyway,
2: I don't know. I think I've seen something about shaking your look. This is also me just glancing at TikTok, like you know, ten minutes a day.
1: Is that all you're on TikTok? Ten minutes a day.
2: Yeah, or else you'll be on it for days. That's what happened to the people. They're trapped. <laughs> the people who have TikToks and make TikToks now, they're trapped. That's what happens to the cycle. people.
1: I I do want to give a plug to a friend of mine who has a TikTok that I, she's so funny. Her name is Hannah Solo. If you're not following her, it's, I think her handle is Baby Magoo, Baby M-C-G-O-O. And she was just living her truth. I think she was maybe a little trapped in TikTok, but just posting her videos and I swear it felt like overnight. Yeah. Yeah she has over a hundred thousand followers oh my which is god like, i mean like it's crazy it's it is she's so funny it's so there's such like crazy characters and it the good thing about tiktok is I, I think people really embrace what makes you unique if you continue to invest every minute of your time in it but yes. it's also so random in that way i mean i'm sure you felt the same way about like uh, just social media in general posting videos that maybe people really embrace you didn't think they would or the other side of it
2: and the things you do control and know are good like maybe like a good joke you know it's it's different yeah videos I have no idea yeah no. videos um, yeah no I will follow her thank you please for please
1: there's, a, there's also a video on TikTok that I might send to you that I, I posted on my Instagram story that is one of my favorites it's a guy that is saying opening biscuits is so scary and then he's trying to (laughs) open this thing of biscuits where you know you either get a spoon and it explodes (laughs) as you as it releases the air it's a (laughs) minute-long video of him trying to open the biscuits and going (laughs) (laughs) and i swear it's a minute-long video where you're waiting for him to open it and then the end of it, he still doesn't open it and then he goes I can't get it and then the video ends and it's oh my like god!" so I posted it to Instagram and I got crazy amount of responses a lot of people were angry that I wasted an hour of their a minute of their time because they, <laughs> they didn't see it get open but I made a video of like what it would be like to live with that guy and it's just me trying to open and turn things <laughs> on with a spoon and screaming in fact I could even I could even I have it right here let's see if it can pick up on this microphone let me just play the beginning of this Opening
2: biscuits are so scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh my god! That is it him is...
1: banging the spoon on the biscuits.
2: Oh, it's so suspenseful. Like I'm scared for him too, and I know exactly how that feels because I, <laughs> I, I got just one biscuit can thing. Yeah during the Demi and it was scary. Cause it was like the warnings on it are scary. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, beyond. I mean, it, it's that. And I don't know if this is like even scarier, but the champagne bottle for me, like, I, Oh yeah. <laughs> it is like, yeah. I mean, but that's like an actual like hazard that could take someone's eye out.
2: Well, the biscuit thing too. It's, I feel like mindset, like just don't get, don't open it near a head, near an eye. Something like that. And I was like, okay, well, that was enough for me to, you know, (laughs) not open it.
1: That's enough for me to task rabbit someone to open this biscuit container for me. Yeah. It's so funny. Like I was, I was just talking to someone about I'm, my husband is out of town right now. And this is the first time since the pandemic started that we've been separate from each other. Yeah, basically, it's uh, he's spending more time with his family. And I came back for some work stuff to New York. And um, it's really just two weeks. But it it's really crazy. I mean, how have
2: you how, how are you different when you're not with him?
1: You know, it's actually, it's a, in a, in some bad ways, like in a way that I really need him. He's an amazing cook, and so I definitely don't eat as well. Like he uh-huh. does not really like us to get Domino's pizza, which I know I live in New York and that's garbage, but <laughs> um, it's like a comfort thing for me. Maybe it's a childhood thing for me, Yes, but he does not love to get Domino's. And so I got it for dinner, like the second day I was by myself and it just felt <laughs> so good. And uh-huh. then he asked me the next day, he's like, what'd you have for dinner last night? And I was like, um, I had a really long day and I got <laughs> Domino's. And he was just like, huh? Like I could tell his response was like, Interesting. But listen. Yeah. When you, what's the saying I'm thinking of? When the girls play. (laughs) When you let the cat out of the bag. Uh Uh-huh. When when the mouse leaves the house.
2: Two birds. You know, I'm not good at these. When you got a gift horse and it's you. Don't look it in the mouth. And when it's your Domino's pizza delivery person, you just eat it.
1: You just eat it
2: yeah dominoes
1: you just eat it
2: that's not so bad and it sounds like he's not being judgmental as well you know no. I, I, ha, I have friends when their like partner leaves they're like i'm gonna smoke i'm gonna smoke but please don't tell them and i'm like oh no i think you're gonna break up i think you're gonna i think you're not gonna be together have you ever anymore.
1: said that to a friend oh no i think you're gonna break
2: up no i'm scared of the partner too so i don't want them to then like wake up is that so messed up?
1: No, you, no, You know no. what I'm
2: saying? I'll Also, like, I try to, like, be like, look, that's y'all's thing, you know? If you get in fights about you smoking and stuff, that's not my thing. But, you know, maybe take a look, you know, about why you f- get so excitedly like so excited when they leave and then you're like i get to have a cigarette but please don't tell them but they're also so frightened i'm like jesus you know maybe look into that
1: (laughs) let's look into that girly i mean yeah i think a let's look into that is definitely a very positive thing to do Mm -hmm. i learned early on with dating matt that i used to complain about just relationship things in general to my friends and i realized that was not the the call that was not the thing
2: Yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: and so luckily like i you know we've we've learned and or of course work with each other on this stuff, but it's, you know, I don't think, I don't think people teach a lot of things about relationships when you're young. I think it's obviously very romanticized, but there are some cliche things for a reason, but there are other things that no one really tells you about. Like if you're in a dark spot in your relationship, it is not going to be forever and you just got to address it and, and and then evolve and move forward. Like it could last for an hour. It could be a few (laughs) days, whatever it is. Like I used to think when we were having a... Ch- where I was like, I thought he was mad at me or I was upset with him. I was like, oh, well, that confirms that we should break up. Okay, so we're... I think we're going to break up. Let's see. Should it be tomorrow? Like, <laughs> and, and then like a minute will pass and he like gives me a kiss. And I'm like, God, this is the best person. I love him so much. It's like, it's so
2: <laughs> up and same, down. Same. Same. I used to let it just like take over me. And I, I, would, I would be like, oh, it's over. It's over now. Yeah. Because I was so afraid of confrontation. How long so have was, you and your
1: husband been together?
2: We've been together Seven years. And he's really good at communicating. Um, I'm not. We're both a little stunted. We, we both have, our, our moms have schizophrenia, both of them. And so, um, it, it's not like that's why we met, by the way. It's, (laughs) we didn't, we didn't like fall in love because of that. It just happens to be. And we found out like third date or something.
3: Wow.
1: But I
2: think it has some things to do with like why, you know, we're like, Kids, We're literally still babies like we don't like I'm unorganized. He's more organized. He's had to be for his like ADHD. Mm -hmm. But you know, we'll like avoid confrontation or something about like we won't fix something in the house. That kind of confrontation or, but he's, he's really good at communicating and I wasn't. So yeah. it, it helped, you know, where if we got in a tiny tiff, like I would think like, Oh, I, I get it. If you're going to leave me tomorrow because of this, I understand. And he'll have to be like, wait, wait, no. Why? Why would it? It's literally just like we just need to talk it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. That, t- that totally makes sense to me. I am curious though, of course, about both of your moms having schizophrenia. Are there parts of your shared experience that you would compare notes about or things that were different or what? How, how, when you were first learning this, how did you relate to each other in that way?
2: Well, it's not like we didn't talk about it that much because. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you know, even with like something like schizophrenia, it's case by case, right. you know, and, um, his mom is his mom's medication works for her. My mom's medication doesn't work for her. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different, but I think for the most part, arriving with like compassion to things, me and my husband do that. And we're very s- emotional and can sense when, when we're <sighs> talking with someone, if they're, something's off or, you know, yeah. um, so that kind of stuff that we didn't really have to like talk about, but it was easy. It was easy. It was kind of actually easy and cool because we didn't have to talk about it. It's like we, we understood each other very quickly. Because yeah.
1: Of it, you know? Wow. That's, I mean, it's really incredible because I'm sure there's while very different parts about case by case for each person, I think that there probably is a shared, like you're saying, the empathy you can have for, people's feelings and being receptive to the cues you're getting and the fact that you both have that is amazing. I mean, it's probably such a great thing to have in a relationship because I'm always interested in couples who are together and how their backgrounds are different or similar and how that influences how they are because in many ways, Matt and I are come from very different backgrounds, But, of course, our values are very similar. I think our Mm -hmm. senses of humor in in many ways can be similar. But, of course, with those differences, it brings Mm -hmm. challenges of, like, you know, how I handle things. I'm very, obviously, is evident that I'm, like, emotional and can be in my head. And he's much more pragmatic, which is great for each other. But sometimes you have to meet in the middle to understand why the other person is feeling that way.
2: Right, right, right. And then the pizza thing, that's a different thing. He just doesn't like Domino's.
1: You know what it is, I think he is, we just, he, he's really good about trying to eat healthily and like indulging when, oh. choo- choosing to indulge when it really counts. Counts. And whereas I'm like, I used to be a dessert every day type of girl.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I realize
1: that's not really sustainable or like not even that it's not sustainable. It's just like, if I do that for the rest of my life, like I'm not exactly setting myself up for success. Like I, <laughs> I would have a pint of Ben and Jerry's every day those are my vices are so like instead of alcohol i like would dig into a chocolate cake Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. no i get you that used to be advice and then I found Mescal.
1: Yes. Although yeah. I do, I do, I like in so much of your comedy how you talk about you know, how Asians with lactose it's a challenge and you, I <laughs> and Jewish people are the exact same way. We have the stomach issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pop many a lactate pill. Yeah. I, I, I do want to turn the attention off of me because I feel like you've been such a gracious guest to let me talk about <laughs> myself so much on this gosh darn episode. Um, I do want to. I do want to ask you, as this is a gay ass podcast, that uh, you know, why are you so obsessed with gay people? What is it? It's like <laughs> get off of our
2: jock. This is the part where it's like you are i can't win
1: i do feel like it's a bit of a z-way question it's very
2: how many gay friends do you have
1: but i actually don't mean it as such i think i'm gonna to make it more to make it less of a lose-lose situation i want to ask you like have you because i think that like you have quite a big gay following because there's just so much of like unabashed being yourself dancing queen of it all do you uh find when you were growing up or even now, do you ever have been drawn to any either gay people gay uh, or even just pop culture moments that have been canonically considered gay? is that anything that like that uh, you feel pulled by
2: yeah, well, Margaret Cho, besides mm. her being Asian American and female and a stand up <laughs> right like oh yeah, she was the first I think she was the first like queer um performer, you know, before her, I didn't even know what American stand-up was like. Mm -hmm. She was the first American stand-up comedian that I saw, that a whole set of, you know what I'm saying? On DVD, like, in the ninth grade at, um, yeah, in the ninth grade, I was, like, being dragged to church, and, uh, someone during a sermon in the youth group passed me her DVD, and was like, you should watch this, you gotta go home and watch it. Shh! don't tell anyone I gave you this, you know? And they were like, this is stand-up comedy. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So so I like watched it. Because in the special too, it ended with her being at, I think it was at, she was at the Supreme Court. (laughs) And she was protesting with her fellow like queer friends against something they were trying to pass against gay people at the time. Mm -hmm. I forget what, law you know it was i think it was her notorious cho dbd anyway so she's yeah she's you know if i can call her a moment <laughs> you know she
1: is a moment i mean she's an icon she's a legend and she is the moment i would love to have margaret cho on this podcast and we can all put into the universe that one day that will happen um and i think that's a brilliant answer i think she is so so good in so many ways um and i want to tell you this gay person you're looking at right now
2: yeah and y- yeah it's a big fan
1: of yours so you need to know you are I-, I am pulled by you let's go i really am
2: oh thank you eric thank you i was gonna i thought you were saying like don't forget about me and i'm like yes and eric you are also a queer moment can
1: you, can you, can that- <laughs> you imagine hello can you uh, what about this queer moment you're staring him right in the face babe
2: <laughs> This whole hour has been the best queer moment.
1: Do you think I should do a podcast where I bait every single guest just to build me up and to tell me how incredible I am? That is the moment. I think,
2: and that one's called Queer Moment. (laughs) A queer moment in time. A queer moment in time or something like that. A queer moment in time.
1: And then Libra. What was was our...
2: Almost a Libra.
1: Almost a Libra.
2: I'm not a Libra. Um, I do,
1: before we say goodbye, I would like to ask you... Atsko Okatsuka.
2: Yeah. Gosh, you crush that too, by the way. Thank you so much. I I really do. Hold on. Eric (laughs) (laughs) Williams?
1: Wow. Usually people get Williams wrong. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I,
2: I bet you they don't say the S, huh?
1: No, yeah. It's always William. It's always like Eric William. I'm like, there's an
2: S. Gosh. Yeah. That's two people. Two people. If you say Eric William, that's just two people. Yeah, no, I'm one person. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Screw them. I got your back.
1: Thank you. Well, Mm -hmm. I want to ask you an important question. What is your favorite Whoopi Goldberg film?
2: Oh, so this is where I get in trouble because, you know, I truly, I came here, what, 99 to the States and... I'm just a girl trying really hard. And, well, you know what? I've only seen one movie by her. Because when did she... Okay, so it was during that time I was going to church. And then, yeah, so it was Sister Act. But because I was still learning things, I don't actually remember what the movie's about. (laughs) because okay, okay wait i, I don't know the freaking language
1: of course and i do not fault you in the least the fact that that's the movie i'm so happy and grateful <laughs> for the Whoopi goldberg community that you were at least uh exposed to that if you could tell me right now without remembering a single plot point i yeah. want you right now before we say goodbye pitch to me what the movie's sister act is about without actually remembering it give me the pitch right now what is the story
2: Oh gosh, Whoopi is like a really good, fun singer, and she is in a choir of a church. But then I feel like there's some bad apples, and so the choir almost gets dismantled. Also, I haven't seen it, okay, since like the fifth grade. So this is, there's many parts missing. Truly I only remember the only scene I remember is when they sing that I will follow him song. I will follow him. Yeah, yeah. And then there's that like tiny skinny white girl who sings really, really like she has a big voice. You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay, you remember Um, you remember everything you need to remember. I I truly truly for real? There is a good choir. Whoopi is a good singer. The little white girl has a big voice. I mean, the only okay. Thing... But
2: what's the conflict?
1: I don't know it. Well, to be very honest with you, the first movie is is pretty good, but the second Sister Act Two is what is I would consider the best of the best of the best. And basically, the whole conceit is that Whoopi Goldberg is a Las Vegas showgirl. She is asked to go undercover as a nun to help oh. save this school from closing. And in the first movie, she is basically helping the nuns. Um, and the nuns, I think the most important part that you're not remembering is Kathy and Jimmy, who is in Hocus Pocus. She is
2: okay. In yes. cr-
1: she is one of the nuns. So and great. So good. And um, but
2: only really knew her when you said Hocus Pocus.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she, and actually, I just read a trivia piece of trivia about Sister Act two that they put in a line. From Hocus Pocus into Sister Act two for her to say as a little nod, a little nod to Hocus Pocus. I know who who knew, but listen, I want to say that while Mercury might be in retrograde, you and Mm -hmm. I are on the same planet, the same plane, and I'm so grateful you came on that Seguerra's podcast and and I cannot wait to see you continue to dance on small screens, big screens, and beyond
2: thank you so much eric that was so gorgeous i shouldn't that was a good ending i'm gonna let you end there i will
1: follow him and i hope you will follow her on social Atsuko Katsuka so happy she came on That's a Gay Ass Podcast make sure you follow her at Atsuko Comedy and follow me at Eric Wills we have more exciting guys coming up you know the drill please leave us a five star review tell your friends follow us on Instagram at Gay Ass Podcast and we'll see you next week stay gay stay fabulous and God I love you so much